0: Thanks for joining us, Courtside. You're listening to episode three of the Courtside Australia podcast. I'm your host, as always, Les Stoddard. Sitting right over there, the big man in the middle, Dane Jones. Yeah, absolutely pumped to be back. Keen to uh, get this third episode down and and get into it. And last but certainly not least, the man with the fastest hands in the South, Liam Fitzpatrick. Hello. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. The first two shows have been been quite a success, probably more successful than we would have thought. Um, It's been a Huge week in basketball. Just going to go through, as always, you can hit us up on
1: social media. Liam, over to you for the handles. You can find us on Facebook. We're Courtside Australia. On Twitter, at Courtside LDL. We've got our website, courtsideaustralia.com. Great to see some more questions, a bit more feedback rolling in. It has been good. It was very, very
0: active. Obviously, we had the CBL Grand Final on the weekend. We were lucky enough to be there. Obviously, another great weekend in the NBL, which we'll certainly go through as well. Uh, we're bringing episode three to you from the sauna, which is, uh, which is my ship. Mind the crickets. Mind the crickets. If, the, if you can hear those in the background, my apologies. So, look, now's the time we'll crack into what was another brilliant round 18 in the NBL. Huge, huge weekend of results. We'll go through the scores now. We started off last Friday. Illawarra Hawks, 90 defeated the Cairns Taipans 73. Perth Wildcats, 94 had a big, 31 point win over the Brisbane Bulls for 63. Brisbane have packed their bags and, uh, finished up for the season. On Saturday, uh, Adelaide 36 sixers 87, lost to New Zealand 88. Huge win in the, the context of the playoffs for New Zealand and some controversy in that game, which we'll touch on later on. Sydney Kings 76, lost to Melbourne United 89. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I thought you might be happy about that one, big fella. Um, United big weekend. We'll, we'll get on to that as well, but, uh, they've certainly kept their finals hopes alive cairns Taipans 85, defeated Perth Wildcats, 77. And finally, the open-air game at High Sense Arena. United would be happy to be back on their home floor after after the Australian Open. Melbourne United, 78, beat Illawarra, 72. Boys, huge weekend, round 18 in the NBL, one round to go. What caught your eye, Liam?
1: I did catch the first game, uh, the Hawks getting over Cairns, fairly easily, I think, and it was just good to see uh, really, Illawarra firing on all cylinders. Rodney Clark back to some, uh, serious MVP form, the way he played, just running the show. Taipan's really not that consistent. Uh, they shot 30% from deep, were well out of it at half time and didn't really get a look in. They did, uh, I guess cut the lead back to six with four and a half to play, uh, but then just missing shots down the stretch. Um, Illawarra just getting dunks, free throws, and Cairns really settling at the outside. Finished the game on 13-2 run and that was it.
0: Illawarra Hawks, you gotta, a fairly experienced lineup there uh, with AJ Ogilvy and and as you said Rotten Clark and, and those sort of guys. They just know how to get it done down the stretch and uh, and that was a difference in the match in the end. I don't know it was fairly exciting to watch and and uh, I think the results. Well, obviously I expected them,
2: so uh, we'll get back to that later That's anyway. An early break. We definitely
0: will. Uh, and look at what see. It was a huge win for Cairns too. They, they sort of kept their finals finals hopes alive, and we'll get into that later on as well. So what caught your eye out of the weekend, Dane? Eh? Yeah, look, uh,
2: I think as uh, quickly becoming the uh, resident Melbourne fan, I was very excited about both wins for Melbourne over the weekend. Uh, obviously, game one, 89-76 over the Kings, and, and then a couple of days later backed it up in the open air in High Sense with 78-72 to 72 over the Hawks. Look, a couple of interesting, uh, I guess, facts or, or stats from over the game, both Golding and Ware combined for 34 points across the both matches. In uh, game one against the Kings, Golden got 16, Ware snagged himself 18, and uh, it was reversed in, in game two versus the Hawks with uh, Ware getting 16 and Golden getting the 18. That's probably about what needs to happen for them
1: to win games too. Really?
2: Yeah, I, I think we've covered it a fair bit that that Melbourne sort of leans fairly heavily on those two guys, and um, it's good to see them putting up the numbers that as a Melbourne fan we deserve. So <laughs> a couple of big performances off the bench too. So in game one, David Anderson snagged himself 21 points, going four from four from behind the arc, and actually snagged himself a bit of a streak with nailing six from six for the weekend, I guess. So four from four in game one, then snagged the next two, three attempts in game two. So he's definitely playing um, playing well at the minute. Um, I guess Australia's second most popular boom played... Uh, <laughs> Played pretty well in game two as well. Got himself 20 points and 12 rebounds. And it was split right down the middle with six offensive and six defensive. So great science from Melbourne fan coming into the pointy end of the season. I can't wait for this week to see what, what comes about.
0: Yeah, so 20 and 12. That's so 32 in total. I'm assuming you're, you're alluding to David Boone as the most famous Australian and the most popular Australian. Absolutely. So Josh Boone's rebounds and points don't even add up to David Boone's <laughs> can total from a <laughs> flight between Melbourne and London. He's just an absolute champion. <laughs> <laughs> so good all good athletes. Yeah. I think uh, I think the uh, the Melbourne supporters will certainly be getting around and might just even start the booty chant up this week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can start by ourselves. That'll Jeez, be, I hope so. What about you, Les? What did you uh, watch over the weekend? Uh for me it was the Adelaide New Zealand game, first game of the round. Um, massive result for New Zealand, getting Getting in the plane, traveling probably four and a half hours, and heading over to Adelaide and knocking off the top team on their home floor. They got the one-point win. Kirk Penny outstanding for New Zealand, having 21 points. Uh, Fitzy's man Dillard had, uh, had 20. Alex Pledger had nine points, but he had 14 rebounds. Uh, it's a big, He's a big man. He is a big man and you can get it done on both ends of the floor. So for them, that they were huge. Same same guys for New Zealand, uh, for Adelaide. Sorry, getting it done. Uh, Jerome Randall, massive game. 16 points, 8 rebounds and 11 assists. Just a couple of rebounds short there of a a triple-double. And DJ, uh, 19 and 6. So, look, huge win for New Zealand. Uh, At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter for Adelaide in saying that. They have stumbled a little bit. They've lost a couple in Aronia, heading into the final, so they want to rectify that this weekend. Probably want a better run. Yeah, I would have thought so. And the thing that caught my the most out of this... There was, was a little bit of controversy at the end of the game with the referee. Joe Wright certainly wasn't happy, and I believe has been fined in the league since. Basically, what had happened is Dillard had the ball with probably 20 seconds left, 24 seconds left. It put this major, major... It was such a sweet hesitation dribble on. Got to the hoop, missed the layup. Adelaide come up with it. It was a foul with 14 seconds to go. They had, uh, they had a foul to give the New Zealand Breakers, so they... Ended up with the sideline ball. Got it in, got a couple of really good looks, the Adelaide 36ers. Missed them, probably 7 or 8 seconds left. Multiple attempts to foul by the Adelaide 36ers that just went unnoticed oh. by the referees. Um, obviously trying to stop the clock and send New Zealand for the line. And I don't think the Adelaide 36ers were overly happy about that. And, uh, and as a result, Joey Wright's being fined, I believe. And, and in the end, it was a one-point ball game. Potentially
1: yeah. lucky, I think, too. Often when you see that, if the soft foul goes uncalled, you can see some really hard fouls just to elicit a whistle from the referee. So it could have gotten quite ugly.
0: Yeah, it could have. It was lucky that it didn't. And uh, I think in the end, look, I don't know whether it would have changed the result of the game. New Zealand was still up. They still, if they go down make their free throws, all of a sudden they go up four and and the game's done anyway. So yeah, look, it probably didn't make a whole lot of lot of difference, but it certainly helped New Zealand's chance of, of playing finals. That's our NBL wrap for, for week 18 or round 18 of the NBL season. We'll get into round 19 tips later on in the show. But right now, we're going to throw a cross to getting jiggy with
1: it. 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 This week, fellas, uh, Big Nate Jaiwai, one of my all-time favourite players and characters in the league. Uh, Look, he did struggle a little bit in that first game. Solid, not outstanding. Uh, Can't second game of the weekend, but they did pick up a huge win. He had 22 points to go with nine boards against Perth. Couple of big dunks, catching alley oops. I think the biggest thing from Nate too is just a bit of body language, a bit of a smile from the big fella. Having <laughs> I mean, watched him a few times over the past couple of years since he's returned to the NBL, does have a tendency to get a little bit frustrated, whether that's with himself, with his coaches, with his teammates. But he was up and about and I think if he carries that in to the last round and into finals potentially, he
0: could be huge for gas He could be he's he's a massive, massive man. I think he's about 6'9", 6'10", 150 kilos. But can move for a big fella.
1: Outback Shaq.
0: Outback Shaq. <laughs> I was dubbed right from back in the days when he was at the institute. Uh, obviously, spent a lot of time in Europe, the NBA, and things like that. And, and he's a huge asset to the league. Great to see him back in the league and, and putting up good numbers now. And, and like you said, if he he stays fit and healthy and, and plays with that energy and output, they can go they can go places in the finals. Once again, it's great to see you shining the uh, spotlight on a big guy. We all know
2: I'm a massive fan on. Uh, Watching the big fellas getting the job done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We'll be back after a really short break. Thanks for joining us on Courtside Australia. <music> Thanks for joining us on Courtside Australia. We're going to crack into the uh, CBL Gippsland Conference grand final review now. Uh, look, boys, we, we sat here last week. We went through our predictions. Um, I think I was anyone to get it right, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> look, in saying that, we we got down there, Warrigal versus Churchill, two top teams, two best teams probably for the last five, six, ten, ten years. Thanks, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> Um And in the end, game started out. It was a really, really highly contested game initially. Game was tied at, at quarter time. Churchill went in with a four-point lead at halftime, and then after the break, it was all Churchill. Ended up with a 28-point win running out the the CBL. Gippsland League Conference final winners, 63-91 was the final score. For for Churchill, uh, Look, no surprises here. Jordan Canavan was named the MVP of the match. Uh, He was also, I believe, the the leading scorer awarded after the game as well. He had 33 points. And to be brutally honest, it was a quiet 33 points. We were there, watched the game. Halftime, reasonably quiet. Under did a really good job on him. And then after halftime, he just got off a leash and went crazy. Uh, I thought my man, Rob Michaelides, was was in running for MVP for a while there as well. He had 14 in the first half. Ended up with 17 for the Blue Devils and Deshaun Weaver. The evergreen had 12. Mike Santo, the other evergreen of the game had 19. And other than that, um, Steve O'Brien had 10 and then no one else had double figures. So you can see there with the disparities in the score, there's, that's a fairly big indication of why the, the game went went the way it did. We were lucky enough to to catch up with JC, John Canada after the game, got an interview, had a few words. Here it is. I'm here with uh, the MVP of the Gippsland CBL Men's Conference Final, Jordan Canavan. A great win, obviously tied at half time. What changed in the second half? You got yourself
3: going and, and obviously came around with a, a resounding win in the end. Oh, hi, Liz. Thanks for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. What a game. Um, oh, jeez, it's hard to say. I reckon we just locked down a bit on defensively. We forced them into some tough uh, our curry shots for them. and We got out and ran, and our guys made some shots and attacked the ring, and and we just kind of kept our heads a little bit there, and we just kept chipping away at the lead and forcing them into tough shots. And I think that held us in good steads. But geez, what a game! Could have gone either way, but absolutely pumped for the fellas, and it's a great feeling to be here. So it's sort of the same storyline
0: as the last two years. You guys haven't been worried in the regular season. Come come final on some reason you, you have the wood on them. Is there a reason for that? Is there, why why they're turn around come final time?
3: I wish I had the answers. We've been very, very, very fortunate to get the wins in the grand final. Let's not take it for granted, but it's very frustrating regular season-wise with these guys. They, they just, they're they a different team in the grand final we are, and it's really, really frustrating because we just, us and Marco and the coaching staff, really are trying to push the guys to get... To get, bring that out in the regular season. We just can't get it done, and it's just the simple things like layups and defence. But for some reason, the grand final, it's time to play, it's knockout, and they really bring the A game, and it kind of showed tonight for us, which is great.
0: Well, congratulations on another CBL title, another MVP, and I believe a scoring title as well. Thoroughly really deserved, mate. I know you put it in the work, so congratulations. Thank you very much, everybody. That's Appreciate fine. it. So there he is. Obviously, he's really happy after the game. We should really quickly make mention, too, before we get too much into the review. Um, Billy Hughes was, uh, was awarded the league MVP on the night with 61 votes. So congratulations, Billy. Thoroughly deserved. He's a, he's a quality player and a quality guy. So
1: Second time winning the award for the young fella. So he gave himself a year off last year, and otherwise would have been back-to-back. Yeah, could well, be a
0: he, he certainly knows how to get it done. I think he had fifty one in a game earlier in the season, so anytime you have fifty in a in a ten minute quarter game, you know things are going okay for you. Huh? <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. So we were obviously lucky enough to be there, Dane. Um, and Liam, obviously you're in the in the game and, and obviously the result didn't go your way, but what, what happened after half time, boys? I think I think looking at the game, forget what happened after half time. It was it was a pretty
2: disappointing final for a spectator to watch, to be honest. So but leading in the first half, what was working? Obviously, JC was quiet. Warrigal up and about. With your big guys, I think um, is it O'Brien he got with the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think he snagged himself three, four buckets in the first half, and, and seemed like every time he got it in the post, it was going in one direction. That was through the hoop. I think uh, the the run of Warrigal definitely something you know really exciting. But I mean, you look at Churchill, and they, they just seem to do it every year. It's almost like a bit of a curse. Um, I think on paper, Warrigal looks like a better team. And if you align the teams up next to each other, you'd go Warrigal would win. Churchill just seem to have this something in them where they get up and about at finals time and, and their veterans definitely
0: put up big numbers. And look, any time you've got John Canavan in your team, you're going to be hard to beat. I also posed a question to him in that interview and you would have heard about it there. It's the same old story, unfortunately, for Warrigal. And you guys have the wood over him. we i going to pose this question to you. You guys have the wood over him in the regular season. Come finals time for some reason, whether they lift, whether you guys drop off, and which I don't, I don't think you guys drop off. It's uh, it's certainly Churchill lifting, but can you put your finger on? Is there an, obviously not, otherwise the result would be different. But yeah, what's why why is it happening?
1: That's it. If I'd figured that out, I think we might have <laughs> yeah. uh, won a couple in the last few years. So that's yeah, we see four in a row. that Churchill have knocked us off, and before that we were sort of going punch for punch. Yeah, it was uh, every single year. It was it was great. Yeah, like clockwork. But I'm, I don't know what it is. Whether it's just that continuity and. I think we did sort of touch on it. But then they obviously know when there's a shot to be taken and a shot to be made, it's going to be JC. For us, having so many different options, which is obviously a great thing to have, and as you can see through the regular season, having big games from Umbu, from Mike, Calvin, uh, Obi, Steve Bernacki, so many guys that can get it done, but not always knowing where it's going to come from. Yeah. So I think it's maybe just a little bit. The unpredictability is great, but it doesn't always come together on the night, so... Yeah. I think to Churchill's credit, they well and truly outplayed us. At the end of the day, we were there at halftime. Come the second half, they made shots and we didn't. I think it was the bottom line. Yeah, exactly right. And JC really got to go in the second half.
0: Um, obviously for you guys, Mike, top scored had 19 points. Just another great game. He just competes and he does that every year, year in, year out, game in, game out. Doesn't matter. He'll still be in the league probably when he's 45. He's just that sort of guy. And the kids can learn a lot from him. Yeah, he's, he is what he is, but he, he's so enjoyable to watch. and um love watching him play and, and obviously he's probably maturing a little bit um, as well. So uh, you can certainly certainly learn a lot with and you've got a lot of young kids too, so the
1: future's bright Warrior. Um I think Mike did say too, had we won on Saturday night he probably would have called it a day. Oh really? On a wonderful career. So that's a silver lining for me. It's just another season I get to run out <laughs> with such a great game. That is, and I can't wait to watch next season. So
0: we're going into now Dane's got five things he learned from the CBL grand final. What are they, Dane? Yeah, look, I guess uh, from from watching this grand final <clears> this weekend just gone, I
2: definitely picked up five key points. Uh, the first one being that if you give JC an inch, he'll take a mile. Uh, will need one more solid shooter to add to their list. We well, might have a rimmer on. Uh, maybe Rob Michaelides turns up to the big game. I think he got 14 in the first half, and then was fairly quiet after that. But definitely a star performance. Uh, the grand final always draws a crowd. I think, Fitzy, you'll be impressed with how many people are down there. Definitely to cheer on, on the people playing. Absolutely. And, yeah. And uh, lastly, but definitely not least, the CBL needs a better PA system. <laughs> 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 we're sitting directly behind the bench, and, and when the awards were getting handed out, I couldn't hear And
0: That's why I was a little hesitant when I'm saying I think JC got... Got given the league leading scorer because I have no idea if that was the case. I just saw him getting a couple of trophies, and I assume one was MVP and one was league leading scorer because we could hear a thing. Uh, yeah, it wasn't certainly it wasn't great. Look, it's, uh yeah, there was certainly a massive crowd there. It was it was a really good crowd, good atmosphere too. Um, obviously I don't know what it was like playing it, Liam, but it, uh, from the stands it was certainly pretty good, and there was a nice
1: buzz in the arena. Yeah, it's always a bit of fun. You love playing in front of a big crowd. I think Mike said it himself he shoots free throws a lot better with the harmonica sound going. on. <laughs> one, so those blokes can come to any game.
0: Yeah, uh, people that do that sort of stuff to Mike have obviously never watched Mike <laughs> in the right. house. Thanks for Harvey.
2: I think it's <laughs> something pretty exciting now. Uh, the rumor mill's been up and about oh, this week, boys, certainly. and um, even even myself have found myself
0: on the receiving end. So, so what have you heard? Well, look for me. I, I've heard, and I'm going to be a bit cryptic here, but. Obviously, there's three of us doing this podcast, and one is already certainly tied up. One is just old washed up, has been, and the other wants to really get into this. So, I have heard that a member of this the podcast team may be making an appearance in the CBL next year. Yeah, look, and I think it's fair to say that he's definitely over six three. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <That> really <laughs> no, narrows no. it down. There's a couple of teams oh, that could oh, use oh, a big yeah. body, so yeah, there's definitely a market there. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Have you heard anything?
2: Yeah, look, I think I touched on it just before. Warrable needs a, a key shooter, and I think Maui has a couple that there is might be perking up a little bit to what's available and maybe maybe a shot in the uh, grand really? final next year. Look, obviously, Rumour Mill, not going to name names, but it's it's definitely on the table. I think to name names makes
1: it a better rumour. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Liam? You had any rumours? Oh, uh, look, there has been a couple of rumours. There was a few squads. I know, certainly the Throb and women the Warrior men, even the Churchill men. I know there was some big numbers, rosters going 20-plus. So we might see a couple of new teams in the league next year. A couple year. of new teams. That that would be exciting because I think the women's team have five. That the They did for sure out the men's team, men's
0: comp had eight or something. So you'd like to see at least 10 and, and get a good...
2: Where are we thinking of these teams going? What about the Tyres Tornadoes? That could be something. <laughs> hey,
1: do they have a basketball stadium in Tyres? Oh, they got a footy oval. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Play it out. the Trafalgar <laughs> Tynepans has an ice <laughs> rink, too. <laughs> that does, and they do have a basketball stadium. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh,
0: that's
2: fantastic. All right, guys, let's wind it up on the River Mill. It's you know, six months until next season. So uh, we're definitely getting in there early. But I, I guess do have,
0: I do have a real quick one. All right. Maybe a previous Latrobe City Energy import making an appearance in the league next year.
1: Right. For Sean <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: That's not even a rumour, but that's not who I'm talking about. So that is you, very interesting. I'll leave you guys with that one. I'll and talk I think, him to him on
2: Saturday night. I think I'll have to follow up after the show tonight, boys, to find out who that is. But moving on with the rumour, as I said, it's very early. And you can hear in my voice, I'm very excited. Oh. It's my favourite segment. It's definitely time to let Les off the leash. <laughs> All right, Les, I've got a question for you, mate. Um, this one came in via email this week, and it is, who do you think the highest uh, performing coach has been in the NBL this season? The
0: highest performing coach? Well, I think there's two words I can give you here. Andrew Gaze. Andrew <laughs> Gaze. No, look, in all honesty, um, as much as we'd like to see Gacy come back to Melbourne, um, which we'll touch on probably a bit later on as well. Uh, look, for me, I think it's got to be Joey Wright. I think they've, they've had a, the Adelaide 36 have had a great season. Uh, obviously getting the nucleus of that group has been together for a while now, and that obviously makes a big difference. But for them to do what they've done this season and be over and above the the favorites to win the title this year, I think they, they certainly deserve it. They wrapped up the regular season title with three or four games to go. So they've done an outstanding job there. And I think the best thing about Joey, too, is he's not afraid to speak his mind. A lot of coaches won't do that. And he's not afraid to come out and say how it is and tell it how it is. And I appreciate that. I think most of the fans appreciate that. He's got Nathan Sobey playing at levels that he's never played at before. But also they've had injuries. They've had a lot of injuries, and yet every time they've lost a guy, the next guy in line has stepped up and done a job. As we spoke about on the weekend, Randall's had a a great season, but then DJ will pop up and have 20. One another time, Mitch will have it. Um, So for me, I I think Joey Wright will be Coach of the Year. (laughs) Welcome back to the Courtside Australia podcast. It's now time for everybody's favourite segment Say My Name. Name.
1: All right, this week, Dane, it was an absolute hit last week. We're going to switch it up. Last week, we had a former NBA import. This week, a man I'm hoping it could be a future NBA import. Uh, played in the Olympics most recently with Serbia. Does have some NBA experience and some huge work over in Europe. Andrew Gaze is a big rap for him. All right, who we got? Say that name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Miroslav Radajika.
1: Not bad. Yes.
2: Now the Miroslav Yeah, Radulica. Was the last name. That's no, that's we'll lead,
0: so.
1: <laughs> 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 not Not Radek.
2: I can honestly say that's now the only Serbian basketballer baller that I know. There you go. There you that's go. Great.
1: Who do you play for in the uh, NBA, Fitz? So he had a stint with Milwaukee yeah. and played with the Timberwolves <laughs> as well briefly.
0: So, and I believe that him and uh, one Greek freak may have played together
1: previously too. He could be a later star on this very segment. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that for
0: a
2: say my name combo. <laughs> no we no not
1: know I'm, I'm voting one
2: to remove it from the podcast yeah you'll be the only one vote definitely get on board too. this week on Facebook get on there voice your opinion about say my name we might run a last week actually yeah. Oh. yeah
0: let's see if we can get that trending because I reckon we can go number one worldwide. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now we're going to try to straighten up a little bit here Um we're going to go into our bl tips we've been doing this podcast for two weeks we started off Let's say a little mediocrily, and then last week we really found our feet, and we have our first. (laughs) What do you mean?
2: I think we have found our feet. I think I've found my feet. So you're still only one ahead. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So anyway, Dane has picked the first perfect round of our tipping careers. The best. The best. (laughs) Um, So. Last week, Dane tipped six out of six. Um, I tipped four out of six, and Liam went three from six, uh, which takes the overall tips leading in the last round. We'll carry this over to finals because I think if you can, not even do double points for finals if we can. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, so after two two weeks of the tipping, Dane's currently leading on seven. So came out of the blocks really poorly with one, and then so he's made got up all up sorts of six. ground. Uh, and both Liam and myself are on six, so. Only just nipping at the heels there, but um, I'd like to point out that it's a
2: marathon, not a sprint, boys. You guys come out of the gates fairly quick, and I think I've shown that someone's steady might just win the race.
0: <laughs> I think that might be correct. All right, boys, so we've got uh round of the NBL season this year. We're going to go into our tips, and then from there, we're going to go off our tips, what the ladder positions are going to be at the end of the regular season, and we'll obviously have our final four in place. So, first game of the round, Cairns at home to Adelaide 36ers. Dane. I'm
2: going to go Adelaide. They're not going to want to come in to the finals off a lot.
1: Yeah, I'll take Cairns in this one. I know they play twice this round, and I think they might just split it with both home teams getting it done.
0: And I'm also on the Taipans at home. Uh, next game, huge final ramifications on the line in this one New Zealand at home against Danes Melbourne United. Melbourne. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm taking Melbourne as well on that one. Obviously the Breakers are unfortunately going to be without Akil Mitchell for the rest of the season. He's gone home to have some more treatment on that eye, so hopefully he does pull through, but I think the yeah, the United boys will just be too strong.
0: Yeah, despite uh despite New Zealand losing Mitchell for the rest of the season, uh I'm gonna take New Zealand at home. Perth versus Sydney in Perth. Um Dane, who you got? I'm gonna go for the Wildcats at the Cattery. Yep. You love the cattery. Oh, Liam? I'll
1: take the cats as well.
0: Yeah, it's a clean sweep for the for Perth at the cattery. Unfortunately, that might be it for, uh, for Gazy, so we might get him back a week earlier. Everyone be excited about that. <laughs> Illawarra at home to Brisbane. Yeah, I'm going to go the Hawks here.
1: Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I think,
0: uh, as I said earlier on, I think I think Brisbane probably shut up shop for the year. So Adelaide Cairns at Adelaide. Interestingly, these two teams meet twice on the final weekend of the season.
2: Yeah, I don't know what went on there when they were looking at the draw, but I'm, I'm going to go Adelaide again. I think um, they need to start to find some form leading into the, the important time of the year. So.
1: Yeah, who go, got, Liam? I'll take the sixes in this one. Yeah,
0: clean sweep for Adelaide. I think just the home floor and the travel will, will do it, even though they both travel the same distance. Uh, and the final game of the round, and could potentially decide the final ladder positions of the season, Melbourne at home, back on high sense against Perth. Yeah, Melbourne are going to be too strong at home. It's a long way to come from over there.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a big game, and as you said, Les, could have huge implications on the final standings. I'm going to take Melbourne in this one.
0: And I also think Melbourne will get this one on their home floor. So that is our tipping done and dusted. Based off your tips this weekend, Dane, what is your final four? Yeah, look, so my top four is obviously Adelaide finishing out the season
2: strong, finishing 19 and 9, followed by Illawarra, 15 13, Melbourne, 15 13, Perth, 14 13, with Sydney just missing out on 14 14.
1: And Liam, who do you got? So obviously, Adelaide have locked up top spot. With my tips, the Hawks coming in second, uh, taking a tiebreaker against Melbourne, finishing third. Perth locking down that final, final spot. In fourth, winning a tiebreaker against Cairns.
0: So mine have gone a little different here, and this is where it gets real tricky because I didn't have 16 hours today to work out who was going to (laughs) finish where. But Adelaide, obviously, on top. They've finished 18 and 10 for me. Illawarra will wrap up second spot with their win. This is where it gets interesting. The next four teams I've got finishing on 14 and 14. So those four teams are Melbourne, Perth, Cairns, and New Zealand, with Sydney finishing 13 and 15 in seventh spot. And then Brisbane finishing, obviously, on the bottom. I have no idea who's going to finish in the top four out of those teams. It's a mini ladder. It will work off the records of those games. I think just looking on the current ladder positioning, I think Melbourne will be okay in that. But then from there, I've got no idea. So
1: I think Perth might get them. And so Perth have got that series against Melbourne at the moment, three zero. Yeah. Depending so, on what happens so in the last So I think game, it obviously. might it
0: might potentially be Melbourne and Perth that'll that'll round out both that top four. It, it might, yeah. It, I don't know. It, I really don't know. But it, like I said, I think there might be a, a four way tie for third position, which would make things right. very very interesting. I haven't seen
2: that happen in in any sport. So what a great year of NBL it's been. It says it's,
0: it's been, been so out. close. Like other than really Adelaide clearing out on top and Brisbane on the bottom. The the remaining six teams could could have finished anywhere between second and seventh, which that's that's
1: huge. Unlikely too, but if Brisbane do knock off Illawarra, you could actually have five teams locked at 14 and 14. (laughs) And (laughs) that would be some real work for the eggheads at head office. Yeah,
0: good luck to the NBL guys on that one. Look, there are our finals predictions. That is episode three of the Courtside Australia podcast. Gents, any final words?
2: Yeah, look, a bit of exciting news uh, for the podcast this week. Uh, for all you Gippslanders, you can tune in Saturday morning to myself and Lesa jumping into Gippsland FM and, and joining the guys on the Gippsland Sports Show. So hopefully, I'm, that can become a regular spot. I really hope
0: so. I'm definitely excited about that. Me too. Uh, I can't wait to get in there and have a
1: chat to those guys. Anything from you, Liam? Look, I think just spending equal time watching games and getting the calculator out and trying to work out who's going to make finals. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think you'll uh, you need to be have some sort of maths degree, I reckon, after this weekend. But, uh, look, next time we record, we'll, be, we'll obviously know who those final four teams are. We'll do an in-depth preview of those teams. And then we'll obviously have a chat about the teams that missed out and where they need to improve and where they need to go from there. That was episode three of the Courtside Australia podcast. Gents, thanks for joining us. Guys, thanks for listening. As always, hit us up on social media. We will talk to you next week. And also as always, we'll catch you call time.